It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, that was a doozy last night. The Bruins, they found a way to lose in overtime in game five of their first round series against the Florida Panthers. And, well, there's a lot of places we could start with this one, guys. But I, the first thing is just a total missed opportunity comes to my mind. We'll break down how the game went, how they played, the good, bad, and the ugly. But for my money, the opportunity to be the first team to advance to the second round of the playoffs, to get that much-needed rest, I felt as though going into a second-round series against the Leafs or the Lightning, I thought was very imperative for them to get that done last night, considering that Toronto is also up 3-1 in their series. And now they may have just lost that edge of, of rest and and it was a missed opportunity. Yeah, and literally gave the game away and on a couple of those goals. First goal, just horrendous turnover by Tyler Bertuzzi in his own zone. Uh, obviously, some sort of miscommunication with Charlie McAvoy. He, you know, expected McAvoy to stay in the slot clearly, and McAvoy was already moving behind the net. I I still think that's on Bertuzzi because you know. Your first option should be the safer play, which is clearly just get it behind the net in that case. Uh, and then the game winner, obviously, Linus Allmark flips it right to Carter Verhage in the corner, gets it out uh, to Matthew Kachuk in the slot, and he finishes on the backhand. And, you know, again, there's a, there's a miscommunication with Grizzlick where, you know, Grizzlick swooping in like he seems to expect to pick up the puck. Uh, Allmark's trying to play it he doesn't see Verhage kind of drop off and and cut off you know him sending it up the boards and again like it's gotta it's gotta be on Elmar because he's the one looking at the play he's you know Grizzly has his back turned to the four checker like he can't see exactly where Verhage is so it's up to Elmar to put that puck out of danger and you know it's bizarre like we, we've now seen this from them the last two home games game two is the same thing, just a couple like, oh my god, type turnovers where you're like, what the hell was that? And they didn't, they didn't do that in Florida. Games three and four, they played clean, they took care of business, they were in control. And you know, I thought game five, they, for the most part, were the better team. Like they controlled play, shots, chances, all that were heavily in their favor. But you you know you have a you're gonna have a really hard time surviving in the playoffs when you commit two horrendous turnovers like that and that that decides the game like they they were chasing it in regulation they kept falling behind by one and then they they blow it in overtime so yeah huge huge missed opportunity um 
still feel like they're going to win the series. We'll get into that. You know, I'm not super, super concerned, but yeah, you absolutely would have loved to wrap it up in five and be resting right now instead of having to go back to Florida. Yeah. I mean, they, for most of that game, it felt like they were in control and then they're, but they're, they're able to score two power play goals, but it still feel like there were a lot of missed opportunities on their power play, especially some of those ones that came late um, after Taylor Hall tied the game and then they get one. It was just like, okay, well, this could be, this could be their chance to to take the lead for the first time. And um, they didn't, and they, they outshot them a lot. Like you mentioned, Scott, it was, it was like 47 to yeah, 47 to 25. And um by they they outshot them by 10 in both the second and the third periods and it really did feel like they were winning um but they were not they never led in that game at all so um they got behind early on that dumb turnover um i'm really sick of him doing that he just keeps doing these stupid backhand passes to no one and like go ahead try those in the offensive zone if you want like you know throw throw a puck out in front of the other net on the backhand without looking if you want, but don't do it in front of your own net. Like, what are you even thinking there? Like he had two seconds to like barely like halfway look over his shoulder. Like he didn't really know what was going on behind him. Obviously, otherwise he wouldn't have thrown it there. And even if he did have a longer time to look over his shoulder and see what was going on there, still probably don't do that. Still probably don't put the puck out in front of your own net. And, you know, everybody gets caught off guard and it just was bad. Like he wasn't one of the guys we got to talk to after the game. I don't really know what he would have said, but it was a really bad way to start the game. And a few of the reporters asked questions to the players about why does it seem like you're having more of these lapses and errors on home ice and, um, well, like you, you really can't deny that it has been more at the garden than, than in Florida, but um, Taylor Hall probably gave the best answer. It's a, it's a hard question to answer, I guess, when you don't really know why, but, um, he said, it's not necessarily, he said, basically they're more glaring when they happen at home because the crowd gets taken out of it. And the crowd did get taken out of it after that first goal on the, on the turnover by Bertuzzi. And then, um, at the end of the second period, uh, they go back up by one, uh, Florida goes back up by one and, second intermission was like quiet like the whole crowd had been quieted at that point so I guess in a way he's right that it seems more glaring at home and maybe that means it's harder to come back from because you can just tell the energy is not the same um though you should have an advantage at home when you have your home crowd I mean they got back into it um and and we can get into this too some guys that brought the energy back into it Bergeron being back and getting his goal um, and Taylor Hall's goal also, like, there was a real belief in the building that that was going to be a win for the Bruins after that Taylor Hall goal. Yeah, of course. I mean, that was a huge boost for the Bruins, uh, theoretically, to get Bergeron back. And, of course, it tangibly had an effect on the score sheet in the third period. Uh, the other thing, too, is possibly do guys start to maybe play a little bit a little bit looser because in a, in a bad way because they know that their, their captain's back and – I don't know. It just felt like in games, games three and four, everybody just everybody just had to step up because they knew that they they had no choice. And sometimes I feel like maybe you start to get reliant on somebody coming back into the lineup. And I don't, I don't think the Bruins played that way in the final forty minutes of this game. 
but certainly to start this 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 game this game five back in Boston, the first period was was not great. Uh, obviously, Florida is playing for their season, but the Bruins came out and I just didn't love their effort in the first period. I thought that the second period they were all around the puck, they were territorially controlling the game, but I thought it was a whole lot of nothing. Like I didn't think that. They were very uh, good in their execution around the net. There were a lot of passes that were just off or shots that were whiffed on. They were give 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 Florida credit. They 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 kind of caved in and they they made a, a very good effort in blocking shots. But how many shots are you guys gonna get blocked? Like you're an odd man rusher, shots are getting blocked. Every shot from the point is getting blocked. Like just you, you can get a shot blocked every now and then, but it just seems like it was happening too frequent in that second period. Uh, but just to bring it back to the first period. And just one one of the things I noticed early on in the game, I think on the broadcast they mentioned that the Bruins have had average like 2.7 goals per game at home in the last like dozen or so games of the regular season. And if you if you take away games three and four in Florida, the last month of hockey for Boston has been very inconsistent, even throughout their victories. Like the, everything about it. Their play, their the roster that's being on that's being put on the ice through different reasons. Guys on long term injury reserve, guys getting rest, guys getting like the roster has been so in flux the last month and a half. There's been no consistency in their lineup in their game, even when they were winning. And outside of games three and four in Florida, which obviously there wasn't a consistency in the lineup. Well, there was for those two games, but obviously there were some key guys out. The, 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 their game was great, those two games. So then you come to game five, and Jim Montgomery has all these new line combinations. And, Scott, you asked about it after the game because I could, I, could, I could recognize your voice anywhere. And uh, you asked him about the – you asked him about the how, – how he – why he changed his line so quickly in that first period. And I was watching the game, and – I understand changing up the lines if things aren't going well. I get that. But it felt to me that there was he just kept changing all the lines so frequently throughout the course of the game. There was no time for people to even get any runway with each other. It was just too it was just too it was just too random. Uh, obviously the Taylor Hall, Coyle and Hathaway line, you mentioned Bridget was a like they they were they they played well. But I don't know. I mean, outside we're going to talk about all the mistakes, like the Bertuzzi mistake, the 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 Allmark mistake, and there's a couple of players I want to go over in particular. I just, I just look at this team and like, of course, I have all the confidence in the world that they're going to win this series and hopefully win it in six, like I predicted. Um, but I don't well, know. It just my I, guess is out and Scott's guess is out, yeah. so it's it's got to be yeah. yours, Brian. Otherwise, I just I just feel like there's a lot of like I just don't know. Which which Bruins team are you going to see? The, the last month of hockey, dating back to the regular season, there there were a lot of sloppy wins in there, and it, clearly in Boston in the series, it hasn't been great. Yeah. So a couple of things I want to respond to. First, Bridget Taylor Hall's answer about the mistakes. I actually didn't like that answer because I thought it kind of missed the point. It, um, did, well, it did definitely. It was. I kind of felt like it was the only way he knew how to answer it because how do you? 
I don't think they really know why they made more mistakes on home ice those two games. Yeah, but to me, they're not glaring because it takes the crowd out. They're glaring because they end up in the back of the net. And Mm -hmm. they just, they weren't, they didn't make those mistakes in games three and four. Like, it's not, it's not the crowd that was different. It's that they didn't do that. So uh, I actually like Tampus Lindholm's answer better, which was, you know, maybe we, maybe we were keeping things simpler on the road, which, you know, could be it. Like, Instead of Bertuzzi trying to pass into the slot, he does just chip it behind the net. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I think like there, there might be something to that. Uh, yeah, so then as far as the line changes, look, Montgomery's had this magic touch all year where it seems like every time he changes the lines, it works out. And that's part of the reason why, you know, down the stretch, guys are able to play with different people. Uh, I, I thought he finally outsmarted himself a little bit. Uh with the lines that he started the game with where, you know, I, I, I wrote this up on what Tuesday when he broke it out in practice. And like, I actually, like I could see the reasoning. I, I could kind of see what he was going for, mm-hmm. especially with Bergeron and Marchand split. Um, it just didn't work. And, and to his credit, he realized it wasn't working quickly and changed, but it, it did feel like that sort of set the tone where they got off to a little bit of a slower start. They fell behind and it took guys a while to kind of get into the game, get going. And I absolutely think, you know, he said like, you know, I don't really know if the line changes are, are why we didn't, you know, come out with the right energy or whatever. And it's hard for me to look at and think it's not related because if you're feeling out new line mates and trying to figure out how to play together, like that, can absolutely contribute to a slow start where you know you're not really on your toes um and you know no surprise to me like you get back to more familiar line combinations and it starts to look better and they start to have more shifts where they're in control at five on five so i feel like you know for game six now like go go with the line combinations that that got you here and that's you know marshan bergeron debrusque which played well once they finally got together in the second period again. Bertuzzi, Zaka Pasternak, which, you know, was good down the stretch when Krejci was out and I thought was pretty solid last night. Uh, get Trent Frederick back in. I thought that was another place where Montgomery overthought it. Um, you know, leaves Lauko in. And it's like, again, I understand, you know, you want the speed. You feel like that's something that can hurt the Florida defense. Well, Lauko kind of hurt you more last night taking two two penalties the only two penalties the Bruins took um that's on Florida to a power play so and yeah the second one should have been both that like that was bad bad job by the refs it should have been Loco and Kachuk going so I you know I don't want to be too harsh on Loco but I do think you could have used Frederick like he, he you know he doesn't have a point in this series, but he was getting chances. I, I didn't think Frederick was playing poorly. And I just think, you know, I think Montgomery fell a little too in love with the idea of like Lauko, Nosek, Hathaway. And now you end up chain. You try Felino on third line. I thought he had a little bit of an off game. Then you move Hathaway up and he played well there, but Hathaway is really the perfect fourth liner. So get Frederick back in his usual spot next to coil. Um, you know, keep Hall there. And then if you want to go Felino, Nosek, Hathaway, like, I, I think that makes sense. So, uh, and that's all, you know, David Krejci has not been ruled out for game six yet. So that's an option. I guess 
maybe we'll find something out Thursday. Uh, Montgomery's meeting with the media around 12.15 on Thursday. So depending on when people are listening, that might have already happened. But we'll see what Krejci's status is. But otherwise, like, yeah, go go with the lines that, that got you here. You know, just think you got a little too cute trying some different combinations. Um, and that might have, you know, contributed to their slow start. Yeah, those lines were absurd. <laughs> like those those lines to start were absurd. And and like you said, you can kind of see what he was trying to do. And like that Bertuzzi Bergeron pasta line, it's like you put Bergeron there to for as the defensive forward on that line and to try to make up for the fact that sometimes Bertuzzi and Pasternak aren't responsible defensively. Um Marshawn Coyofolino, I did not like that the that from the beginning. Um and Lauko, though I don't think he's played bad in the series, you can't rely on him for as many minutes as you can rely on Trent Frederick for. You're not just putting him out there for as much time. And yeah, he takes the two penalties. The second one, maybe they should have got him both him and Kachuk, but like you can't put yourself in that position. And at the, at the end of the day, um, it doesn't really matter. The puck ends up in the back of the net on the power play because you ended up in the box. And so um, you hurt the team. And I, I know you, it's hard to not want to get into it with Kachuk. He's a pain, um, but he won that time. I'm sure they have called both. Yes, but sometimes they don't see it that way. So you can't really do that. And that was immediately following uh, Bergeron's goal. Um, it was literally on the center ice face off seconds after he had scored. So it was momentum. Captain scores. Oh my God, he's back. He scores and power play goal against right after so i think frederick in for sure um lauco or felino out um probably lauco but like you mentioned felino and i don't necessarily fault felino for all of this because he was one of the guys that got moved quite a bit there were chunks of the game i had pointed this out to scott in the press box that he just wasn't getting shifts for chunks of the game and he had been out for a long time. So it's probably hard for him to get into the flow of things as well after being changed around and not playing special teams really. So um, I say Lauko out. I think they missed Frederick too, not just that um, he can give them more minutes, but I think that he plays the style you want someone to play against and like the agitators on Florida where he can be physical and he can be just as annoying after the whistles, but he hasn't been somebody that's been baited into the penalties. So um, he's a tough guy. He's still got speed. Um, and he kind of balances out those lines. If you put them back the way that they honestly should have been. I know after the end of last podcast, I said, if Bergeron comes back, the pieces start to fall into place. Well, they just blew up and like threw them in the blender. And it was, they, they absolutely did the opposite of falling into place in game five. So it was, I, I leaned over to Scott and I was like, how quickly do you think these lines get changed? And we're able like, it's, it's probably not going to last very long, but sometimes it's too late at that point. I feel like Cassidy was guilty of this last playoffs too. Like sometimes you, try something and it's by the time you decide to change it, you're already losing. Um, so I don't know. They got the perfection line back together too, which wasn't something they did most of the season. Um, but obviously pretty much every time you put it together, it functions. So, um, yeah, Bri, once again, we're like running all the bases here, but, uh, what are your thoughts on all that? 
That's okay. I'm I'm the third base coach. I'm rounding. I'm sending you guys home. Um, yeah, no, I think. Look, you guys, you guys hit it all in the head. I couldn't agree more. It's it's very frustrating, and it's it's you get the sense it's like Montgomery is like tinkering with his toys too much. Like it's you 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 look at the lines, and, and you would you would think that they were down like five regulars up front. It's like they were only missing Krejci. So if you're only missing one guy, who by the way they've missed for pockets of the season, and it's like. To your to both of your points, like you win sixty five games, you're missing one guy. Why are you putting out line combinations that haven't played together all year? Why Why are you doing that? Why are you trying to Why are you trying to adjust your lineup when you're up three to one to face the Florida Panthers? Like you're the team that has the best record in this in the league's history. You're the team that's up three to one. You're at home. Why Why do you have Four brand new combinations is what, it, and, and and then even when he changed the lines, he's going to other brand new combinations like we talked about the Hathaway Hall and Coil combo. Yeah, they played well, but to Scott's point, Hathaway's a third liner, and that just speaks to the fact that you had to put him up there to try to get people going. Why am I seeing a combination of of Bertuzzi, DeBrusque, and Zaka when we haven't seen that yet? Now, sure, did they play terribly? No, but it's just like there's a feeling out process when you have new line mates and, and in the middle of a playoff series, when you're up three to one, shouldn't be the time to do that. Like, so it's very frustrating to me. Also now, with like Frederick, with Frederick in, you don't have to put Hathaway on like Hathaway is definitely on your fourth line. If Frederick's in. So like, yeah. and, and also Frederick can play center. Like don't take that out of it. Like we've been, saying things about him this whole time about how versatile he's been showing himself to be um, in the playoffs and <laughs> you, you take him out and I feel like you overdid it there. Yeah. yeah I mean, he I, I, he yeah. took, he took away his, his own backup plan, right? Like it was like that lineup. It was like Felino had to work next to coil because the natural backup plan, if that didn't really work would be put Frederick there, but he wasn't even in the lineup. So mm-hmm. you like, you couldn't even, make that simple switch so it has to be Hathaway and yeah just 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 a little odd um but yeah I, I Sorry, fully Brian, expect cut you off again <laughs> yeah I, I fully expect Frederick to be back in unless he's dealing with something but as far as we know he's not but like you know I was looking up like numbers for the series and Frederick is like top three among forwards and shots on goal per 60 minutes scoring chances for 60 minutes like he was getting chances and they just weren't going in and I feel like I just feel like Montgomery like overreacted a little to maybe some bad puck luck and, and sort of fell a little too in love with Lego speed and um you know in, in the process kind of overlooked just a really good consistent season from Frederick pretty much start to finish and it's like I you know, to me, I, I feel like Frederick's gone to a point where, like, you got to have some trust in him and give him a little bit of leash to to kind of figure out the finishing part of it, like that last step. And, you know, if he was if he was getting no chances and was like just clearly playing poorly and turning pucks over all over the place, I say like, okay, yeah, that's reason to sit a guy. But I didn't feel like that's what he was doing. So um, it, that definitely stood out as as an odd call. He's been more of a spark too than Lauco. If you really think about all the games, like he's provided a spark there. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think you'll definitely see Frederick find his way back into the lineup. I just, like, like I was saying, I just don't think, I just, I think it's very unnecessary and, and, he, and he's out, he's out coaching himself and there's no need. And as far as, as far as the way that they're playing at home, it's he, he, look, the effort, I certainly thought that the effort was there in the final 40 minutes. I, but to me, when you have a bunch of random line combinations, that explains a, a lot of the lack of execution because it's just everybody's just off a little bit. And and I think I do think Florida gets to a more simple game plan when they're on the road. And I think Florida doesn't really change the game that much when, when they're at home either. But the Bruins, like they just shoot themselves in the foot. Now, all things considered, line combinations aside, and Bridget, you mentioned the the perfection line, which I think. I don't know if I speak for the two of you, but that that perfection line is uh, that adjective. That name is so cringy to me at this point. <laughs> it's like it was cute think- early. It was cute earlier on when like they first formed and like people like the rest of the world like didn't really know how good Pashnak was at the time. And it was like, yeah, no, this kid, this kid's filthy. This line's filthy. But four years later, it's like and they're they're not necessarily perfect, and this well- is overstated. Yeah, I mean, and we're now going on two years where they haven't been a regular line. Like, you don't, you know, like I, I had a tweet last night because they, they got off to a good start in the first period. Uh, Corsi was 5 nothing when they were on the ice. They had 100% of expected goals. And, like, just kind of tongue-in-cheek wrote, you know, some people might call that perfection. Um, but, like... <laughs> Did yeah, Brian they, angry tweet you back <laughs> after that? He, he used his burner. Uh, yeah, it wasn't my account. It was yeah, something, it was, it was something it was, else. It was, an, it was an egghead. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Um, but, like, the, the reality is that, you know, yeah, you don't really get to keep a line nickname when you you haven't been a regular line in, in two years. Um, and they, they didn't last long in this game either, not through their fucks. I thought they were playing well. I thought they looked good together in, you know, the few minutes they got. Um, but mostly because that other line Brian mentioned, you know, Bertuzzi, Zaka DeBrusque, like that wasn't really clicking. And that was like a totally new foreign thing. So it's like, yeah, okay. You might as well just switch DeBrusque and Pasternak because then you get two combinations that everyone knows and, and, you know, has been playing together. So, um, yeah, that, that did give them a little bit of spark for a little while. And then they settled into more natural lines. 